Welcome to Pigskins and Pageantry, a podcast dedicated to all things SEC football. My name is Wes, and I'd like to invite you to join me, Jesse, and Matt each week as we discuss last week's games, news from around the league, make predictions for the upcoming games, and much, much more. Well, uh, championship weekend was overall pretty wild. There was uh, some chaos, but uh, just barely not enough to get two SEC teams in the playoffs. So uh, we'll talk about those games, the final CFP rankings, some player decisions, both transfer portal and uh, draft-related Heisman finalists, and briefly lists each bowl game that an SEC team will play in. But first, let's welcome the two greatest co-hosts in all the land. First off, Jesse, how are you? You know... I'm good. It's actually pretty relaxing not to watch your team play in a championship game just because you don't really care. You know, you're just chilling, eating pizza, having a beer. It doesn't matter. Nothing matters. Um, I am slightly upset that my chaos magic did not work quite as well as planned. It gave me just enough hope to crush me. Matt, wake up. <laughs> what's going on what's going on my friend sorry sorry <laughs> as you can tell i'm already in miami soaking up the sun man orange yeah. bowl baby Woo! i was gonna say there's gonna be nothing but orange down there <laughs> uh yeah i think there's going to be quite a bit uh and as you can guess um it's gonna be it's gonna be a game it's gonna be interesting it's gonna be interesting for sure so uh all right well um let's talk about the uh championship weekend Always remember, if you ain't first, you're last. All right, well, let's uh, go ahead and talk about uh, last week's games. And uh, I'm not really sure why that graphic is there. Anyway, <laughs> the I still have leftover graphics in, in, in here. Uh, the first game is uh, the Pac-12 championship. That was Utah versus USC. Um, that was uh, Utah winning that one big, 47 to 21 jesse gets two points because we made them two points apiece. uh she was the only one uh to pick utah um i'm not gonna have a ton to say about these they're not sec um obviously they did have impact on sec teams but uh what what thoughts did you guys have if any on, oh, this, yes. on this but i tell you if if there was an opportunity to drop the ball usc found it um they they just looked so discombobulated. I'm gonna take this stuff off now. Joke. Um, <laughs> it's like you're uh, at a poker tournament or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bill Helmy, so totally just busted out. Um, so listen, like I was anticipating USC to find a way to win this ball game, and they did everything in their power not to. Um, I was I was disappointed because I was hoping that we would have a nice clean CFP, uh, especially that last week, and we definitely didn't get that because. USC couldn't finish the job. They dropped to 11 and two. Um, but, you know, congrats to Utah. That's a heck of a season from them this season. So um, they've had a pretty good run. It's they, really hard to beat a team twice. And they is. did it. It's, it's exactly so what I was going to say. Bama couldn't do it. And it was, it's cool that they were able to do it. And I think it just proved what we've kind of been saying is USC was beatable. And USC should have lost a couple of games this season and barely squeaked it out. Uh, and Utah exposed them. And I was happy to see it. Yeah, I was I was shocked. Um, you know, they were hanging with them. It was a close game, and then it just like the bottom fell out. It was, it was wild. A close game till it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, the Dr Pepper Big Twelve Championship: Kansas State versus t uh, TCU. 
Uh, Kansas State winning this one in overtime, 31 to 28. Uh, once again, Jesse gets the two points, only one to pick Kansas State. So you're on a, on a roll there. Yeah, uh, ended, but yeah. What, like, what a game. I mean, just back and forth. Um, down to the wire in overtime, all that good stuff. I mean, like you said, ha- not having necessarily a dog in the fight, it was quite a game to watch. Did we, what thoughts did you guys have about this one? I, it that? was great. It was a great game. I I think I watched probably three quarters of this one. Uh, had a chance to see uh, Duggan in action. It's the first time I've watched a TCU game since they went into overtime a couple weeks ago against whoever they played. Um, Baylor, but, right? Yeah, I think it was, yeah, you're right. It was Baylor. So they came up short, but right at the end there. Man, Kansas State just did everything they could to pull that one off. Their running back was so much fun to watch. Yeah. He's quite literally my height, hmm. which just gives me so much hope as I still have four <laughs> years of eligibility <laughs> left. Yes. Uh that I too can be a division one running back. Um there's a chance. I don't want to see that face, Matt. There's a chance. <laughs> The chance is never zero. I mean, technically, um, me and Wes both have four years of eligibility as well. We but... can all be in, right. but you guys Ooh. cannot be five, six running back. We're <laughs> not that short. Um, it was super fun to watch. Also, the Dr. Pepper like throwing challenge was very fun to watch. Go, Lakers. yeah, and they tied twice, and mm-hmm. so uh, they both One got the scholarship. Because of the day before tiebreaker, but tie then breaker, they came yeah. back at the end and Dr. Pepper's like, JK, we found another hundred thousand dollars. We'll sponsor your education yeah. too. So how awesome is that? Life changing for, for both of them. That's pretty cool. Um <clears throat> yeah, and, and like you you're talking about uh Duggan. Um I, I was just like blown away at his effort. Um he you talk about laying it all out on the field. Um that dude was was tore up he was bleeding he was just Man, he, he was unwell he, he yeah, was he, quite he put it all literally out there. gray in the face when they mm. started overtime yeah gray he i was thinking they had, they're hoping that the game ends quickly because i don't know how much he can actually play i was so. concerned for his well-being legitimately <clears throat> listen it's real cliche to see say that people leave it all on the field but man duggan sure that's, as heck did that's the picture of it i mean he needed an oxygen tent not an oxygen mask <laughs> yeah. an oxygen tent he needed every bottle of gatorade you could find excuse me not gatorade we don't know powerade sorry i forgot where we were um like he needed every athletic recovery thing that's on the market like homeboy was tired not yeah, tired was. tired tired um, yeah um, all right, well, let's uh, let's go ahead and uh, talk about the Big Ten Championship. I know we're skipping around in the day when it happened, but we're, we'll save the SEC for last. Uh, Purdue versus Michigan. Uh, Michigan won big here, 43-22. to Matt gets the, the two points there. Um, I don't know. We I guess we were kind of wondering about the, the spoiler makers, if uh, Brom would uh, uh, retain his uh, perfect record against top three teams, uh, but that was not to be. What do you what do y'all think about that one? Purdue, you've let me down multiple <laughs> times, mostly when it comes to dating. You let me down again. Hey, listen, Purdue took it on the chin this morning. Did y'all see the news about Braun? I yes. did. He's gone. He, he's he going gone. to Louisville. Yeah. Uh, wasn't that after saying that he was not gone? No, no, he made there was they asked him in in an interview after the game. I think they said he and he said, I won't speak on speculation at this point. Okay. So, which is usually coach speak for, yeah, I've already packed up the U-Haul. 
Right. Well, so, Deion Sanders did the same thing. We talk about Colorado. We mean going to the bon- Broncos yeah, game. LOL. Yeah, then he yeah. goes to Colorado, and now yeah. his son's going to be the QB. Okay. Right. I did. I did think that was funny. Show up with with your son. <laughs> By the way, meet your meet your new quarterback. So uh, yeah, that was that was a little weird. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, just to annoy him like that, just without and putting on any pads or anything. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. And then Coach, he he, he was Brown. real real quick. You know, he was like, uh, he's gonna have to earn it though. He's gonna have to earn right. it. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Did you did you hear the co- not to completely shift over to Coach Prime? But did you hear the comment about he's coming and he's bringing his baggage with him and it's Louie? Mm-hmm. Yes. And he's and he didn't he didn't come straight out and say, "Listen, you may want to think about entering the transfer portal, but you might want to think about answering entering the transfer portal." But I I don't I don't that was an interesting angle to take with a brand new team. And it I was kind of nepotism yeah. you. Well, and it was also kind of um I don't know. I, I I still don't know. I mean, since we're full on talking about Dion now, um, I still right. don't know how I feel about that. Uh, because on one hand, I, I get how it's smart. You you go ahead and you call your team out. You're there. It's basically calling out the tough ones first, right? It's like you guys are going to step up. The rest of you guys, you can hit the road, right? And then mm-hmm. at that point, you have those present who want to be there and who are going to contribute to the team. Uh, but uh, at the same time, I don't know, man, that's, that's pretty rough for, for a team that um, was not very good anyway. <laughs> it's kind of like, well, and the AD even saying when someone asked him, like, how are you, how are you guys going to pay him? How are you guys going to afford him? And he's like, we'll get the money. Don't worry about right. it. We'll find a way. Colorado's like, got some, got some boosters now. I, I know, remember but- they, they've got some people with some pockets. Still for him to be able to, We'll get there. We'll we'll find the money. It's like, know. bro, you should have found it. Have they have they released uh, that contract information? It's like five or six yeah. a year, I think. I mean, by it's SEC standards, awful. it's not crazy, but it's also not uh, not small either. Um. All right, let's talk about the uh, Subway ACC Championship: Clemson uh, versus North Carolina. Clemson winning this one big, thirty nine to ten. Uh, I got the points because um, I was the only one to pick Clemson. Um. I'm very disappointed yeah. in you, UNC. I know. Very yeah, I thought they might actually have a little bit of fight. Um, I was really hoping Mac Brown would get them fired up for that game, but they just they couldn't compete. That Clemson no. defense shut them down. So. No, which is a right shame. I would have rather <laughs> played UNC in the Orange Bowl because we played a bowl game against them, and, and by the we I mean Tennessee played mm-hmm. a bowl game against them in like 2014. I think they beat us late in the fourth quarter. Mm. So, a little a little revenge there. Yeah. Um yeah, they, they they definitely didn't have what it takes to to stack up at least at this point. Um and, and that's against a Clemson team that's been kind of iffy. So um all right, let's let's go ahead and get to the SEC championship LSU versus Georgia. Um I uh got the point here. I picked Georgia. Georgia won 50 to 30. Um so just in summary, real quick, uh, scoring in this one got started off in a really strange way. Mm-hmm. Um, Georgia blocked. Really understand. Georgia blocked the field goal attempt by LSU, and the ball bounced to the four-yard line where it nearly stopped. Now, by rule here, it's like a punt where if it stops rolling, if it stops moving, it's dead at that point. Uh, which I didn't know at the time. I'm just watching the game going what the heck's going on. Uh, but apparently that is the rule. And so I think if it had been like another, like half a rotation, it would have been 
dead because if you watch the ball, it's it's about stopped when he picks it up. Not quite, but it's almost there. And so uh, Chris Smith Jr. Uh, picked it up and uh, ran it uh, all the way in for a touchdown as uh, LSU's uh, special teams was uh, walking off the field thinking that it was it was done. That was 96 yards for the touchdown. Uh, then, not long after that, LSU scored on a big pass play uh, to tie it up 7-7, um, which was kind of odd. It's like Georgia's defense has been on the field for a long time. They got the they got the special teams play, and then the defense is right back on the field. So I don't know if that played into that or not. But uh, so it was 7-7 in the first, and then Georgia went on a 28-0 run, which included – a portion of the game where the dogs got an interception, which bounced off of an LSU player's helmet. That was pretty bizarre. Uh, Jalen Carter also had an impressive sack where he stopped uh, Jaden Daniels, simply picked him up to end the play. I don't think I've ever seen that before. It was kind of like uh, he picked him up and then, you know, you usually see linemen, you know, tackle him or throw him down at that point, but that would have probably got a penalty. And he's like, you know what? I'm just going to hold him here. So he went like the notebook on him. He's like, I will just lift <laughs> yeah. you and hold you. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then uh, then it was uh, 35-10 at halftime uh, after Jaden Daniels re-injured his ankle near the end of the second quarter. Garrett Nussmeyer took over uh, in the second half and uh, did really well. Um, it wasn't uh, it wasn't enough though to catch up to the Dogs, who scored two more touchdowns in the second half. Uh, Georgia had backups in by the time LSU scored their final touchdown, but the defense, I mean, the main defense still gave up about, uh, still gave up 30 points. Uh, Georgia rushed for 255 yards while only giving up 47 on the ground to LSU. However, LSU did manage to throw for 502 total yards between the two quarterbacks. So I want to get you guys, uh, takeaways from the SEC championship. I mean, I think, and I, Everybody I've talked to thus far agrees. I think it was incredibly irresponsible and neglectful of Coach Kelly to play Jaden Daniels. I I do not agree with that choice. You have a player who is a leader on your team who is hurt. And I know you tape up an ankle, but if you got to put a pound of tape on it, you probably shouldn't play. And I know you want to do your best to win a game, but you've got a backup who at one point also started. I think these, we talk about it all the time. These are kids. And I understand some of these guys are like 22. Hell, Stetson Bennett's 25, but whatever. Um, but at the end of the day, these are people that are under your care. They're looking to you for leadership and they're looking to you to advocate for them. So to me, I think it's irresponsible on Coach Kelly. It's irresponsible on the medical staff, the training staff. You should have absolutely advocated for this, this kid because I've never met a kid in middle school up that when you say, are you hurt or can you still go out there? That's going to say, I'm hurt. I have to sit. No, right. They're always going to say that they you, can still go out you, there. You've obviously never coached middle school football. <laughs> I've only used I, to like my brother listen, and his friends. Listen, I had a kid, not to, not to throw, you know, shade at a former athlete that played for it. Well, a former student that played for us. I had a kid that we were just cycling people through and I, and I, and I called him over to me and said, Hey man, have you been in yet? He's like, no coach. I'm like, you want to get in? He's like, I'm good. <laughs> okay. But when your mom comes up here to complain, I didn't play. you. I don't want to hear anything. He was just there for the Gatorade. He was, I don't know why he was there, but His anyway, mom or dad made him play Probably. for sure. But yeah. a, a kid that's a, that's usually a starter is, is not going to want to 
sit out. They're just not, they're going right. to want to put the team on their back. And I don't know. I thought you're risking getting someone really, really injured, you know, career injury or an injury that takes them into sitting on the bench next season. And I, I didn't like that. Also, when it comes to coach Kelly, he doesn't have the best reputation for care. Yeah. Um, so not a good look. Yeah. Yeah. That goes, that goes deep. Uh-huh. That goes to death. Yeah, it does. Um, any other thoughts? Um, my other ones are like UGA made those crazy plays that LSU needed to make. Uh, you're an underdog, like a, a three possession underdog. You need every bit of help you can get and they didn't get it. UGA got it. They got the weird ones. They got like the Auburn level weird ones. And uh, LSU turned it over. You know, they had they had different issues on their own that they could have helped. And I don't know. I think that was just it was rough to see. UGA didn't need that kind of juju and LSU sure did. And they didn't get it. But at the end of the day, if you're an LSU fan, this is a huge year of, of progress for your program. So I think you still have to be proud and excited for the future for sure matt listen i told y'all this is what was going to happen i knew this mm-hmm. sec championship was going to be a snoozer i knew that this was going to probably be a nuke and i was right because let's remember this is an lsu team that you know lost 14 four games in the season this is an lsu team that got boat raced by tennessee at home and you're gonna you're gonna sit there and tell me this is gonna be a competitive game no not gonna happen and the lsu fans can get all ticky like they did a couple weeks ago but i'm telling you right now you're not on the level you're not that guy pal um to to quote quote the internet um so like i said uga's offense is just too effective and their defense is way too physical there's no way lsu is going to be able to hang here um, let's also keep in mind that UGA's offensive and defensive lines dominated the line of scrimmage UGA with 255 yards on the ground. Um, LSU Wes, if you take into account, um, if, well, if you take out the one long run by hold on by Josh Williams, which was a 47, uh, yards LSU only really rushed for 19. Now, is that because they abandoned the run when they saw they weren't going to be able to run against Georgia's front four? Probably. Did they have some more success in the air? That's probably it. 502 yards in the air is definitely a stat. Um, And you know that C.J. Stroud and Marvin Harrison Jr. and everybody else for Ohio State is going to be looking and watching that tape and trying to figure out how to take advantage of those situations. Um, LSU's not known, I don't remember over the course of the season, really talking about them lighting it up in the air. Um, I don't remember a game where they were able to pull that off. So, it's interesting that this happened in the SEC championship game. I'm not sure what the, what happened there. The other point is that LSU got held 2.4 yards per rush attempt in this game. That is dominance in every way, shape, and form and fashion. Um, UGA in this game, I felt like they showed that they were serious. You know, we had seen earlier in the season, UGA could be up. They could be down. They could play slow. The, the UGA did not play slow in this game. They came out all guns a-blazing, and they showed that they're going to be dangerous in the playoff. Will they get past OSU? Eh, we'll see. But I think it's going to be a situation where if they if they are clicking on all cylinders, they're going to probably repeat this year, much to my chagrin. Yeah, I mean, it is um it is a little bit of a gripe the the 502 yards in the air. Um, and to your point, Matt, you're talking about uh, Ohio State's going to be looking at that. Uh, they absolutely will. Um, 
I don't really understand. It was kind of hard to quantify why that happened. Um, we, we did blitz some. Um, it feels like we didn't blitz as much as we used to or as much as we have before, particularly uh, when uh, we went against Hendon Hooker. Obviously, we knew what needed to be done there because if he was given time, he was going to just pick us apart in much the same way. Uh, but he didn't have that time. So I, I don't really I don't really know uh, why they were uh, particularly successful in the air in this one. Uh, other than, uh, you know, the secondary has been a point of contention for the dogs uh, this year, uh, which, is again, is why a pressure is key. So uh, hopefully some lessons learned there. Um, ultimately thrilled to, to still win convincingly, even though uh, we had those struggles um, and excited to have an opportunity in the playoff. Uh, a couple of uh, notes from the game. Uh, Lad McConkey uh, aggravated the tendonitis in his knee again um and had to leave the game uh but remains to be seen kind of how that'll affect his availability for the playoff game we'll see how that goes um it's also almost a month away so hopefully they can get that under control uh, also offensive lineman warren mcclendon uh has a light mcl sprain and uh, also last i checked unclear uh, how long he'll be out as well um so hopefully hopefully nothing too too crazy there that'll keep those guys out so uh, anyway, so yeah, that does it for the uh, SEC championship. Um, as you guys have mentioned, uh, I also too, uh, you know, say congrats to LSU for a, a great uh, ahead of schedule season. Mm-hmm. Um, as uh, as we've uh, talked about on the show before, uh, it is something that they should be pleased about. I, I would hope so. I mean, th- th- these were not expectations entering the season. Uh, so so kudos to them and uh, and Brian Kelly in his first year. Uh, current pick'em standings. Uh, I've got 46. Matt has 41. Jesse has 22. <clears throat> so uh, more to follow there. As we've got more, lots of bowl games coming up. West, you've uh, been in the lead all season, haven't you? Yes. I don't. I don't know if it's been outright the whole time. Okay. I'm pretty sure it has been. Gotcha. I'm sure it has been. Yeah. I but broke I, the 20s though. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. And like I said, we got some of these uh, games that are that are counting towards uh, counting for more. Coming up, we'll see what happens there. So I don't. There's no chance. It's okay. At this point, like I said, I'm just going willy nilly out here. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, we, it, by you doing that, who knows? I um, know. Yeah. Let's uh, let's talk about some of the news. Here's the news. All right. Well, obviously, the main portion of news is the final CFP rankings, and uh, which they got right. Subsequent aftermath. Yeah. So uh, let's just go through them here. Number one, Georgia. Number two, Michigan. Number three, TCU. Number four, Ohio State. Uh, five, Bama. Six, Tennessee. Seven, Clemson. Eight, Utah. Nine, Kansas State. Ten, USC. And then uh, SEC teams, uh, 17, LSU. 19, South Carolina. And 22, Mississippi State. Matt, you said they got it right. What what specifically about this makes you feel good about uh, okay. what they did? All right, I'm 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 ready for this because I've been sitting here thinking about how we would discuss this the entire time since they came out. <laughs> okay. The entire time on Sunday, in the morning, I got up early. I made myself a cup of coffee. I sat down on the couch. I watched NFL pregame stuff for the hour that was on before the CFP, uh, almost like class, the before the CFP hmm. show. And I said, they're going to find a way to backdoor Bama into this thing. They're going to make it happen. And I'll be damned if they did not do that. They didn't do it. I'm glad they didn't. TCU, although they did lose to Kansas State, uh, needed an oper- needed the chance to prove themselves here. So they left them in the CFP. One loss, I think that's acceptable. Georgia obviously is rolling. Michigan obviously rolled. 
Ohio State sneaking in at four after getting embarrassed at home to the number one team is a decision, but I feel like it's at least a decent decision. Even with the one loss, it's still to the number two team in the nation. I think we can let that slide. Um, like I said, I feel like they were going to find a way to backdoor Bama into this thing after they've lost two really close games to two really quality opponents. But again, I think that the lack of a, quote, signature win uh, kind of kept Bama out of this thing. If Bama had found a way to get one of those signature wins this season, they might have gotten in over two loss Ohio State team, which, to be frank, didn't really play a whole lot of teams this year, at least not decent teams. They played a lot of crap teams. Um, so there is an argument to be made, but they made the right call, in my opinion. Jesse, uh, obviously, I know you were hoping for a different result at number four, of but what do you I think? Was. Of course I want number four to be Bama. Did I think there was a chance? A little bit. Uh, once USC lost, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. you lost. I was like, oh, um, but I agree with Matt from the standpoint that, yeah, we didn't get a signature win. And I, this Bama team is not the Bama team of, of past years. And I don't know that we would stand up to a Michigan. I don't think we would. Um, I, I just don't. I want to point out there that I was listening to a Tennessee podcast and they were talking about this particular situation. And the concept is that without your quarterback, Bama only wins eight games this season, which I feel, which which I feel is accurate. Oh, I I think that's a thousand percent accurate. Mm -hmm. Um, Bryce Young's shoulder is not just hurt from the Texas game. He's been holding our team on (laughs) his shoulders. Yeah. Uh, So no, I, I absolutely, I think honestly, and I know the the win against uh, LSU might have cemented Georgia at number one. I think I would have had Michigan at number one. Yeah, I agree. I, I think I really Michigan do. I think I would have had Georgia at two. To me, Michigan has shown that they can play four full quarters. Not that Georgia hasn't. They obviously blew it out in a a conference championship, but I think they've just started slow for me in a lot of occasions. I would have had Michigan one, especially because they were putting Ohio state in at four. And mm-hmm. if you blow out number four, I think you make it to number one, yeah. whatever. Yes, um, he's on the nose. Yeah. I, I think Michigan is going to tear up. <clears throat> I, I think those, I think those Christian boys need to start praying because I think Michigan is, is coming for him. Yeah, well, I think that the committee definitely didn't want to go ahead and have a repeat of Michigan Ohio State. That's what why we're not. At. Let's go ahead, get it out of the way. I why, know, but why not they, do it? They did the same thing with uh, Georgia and Bama last well, year. Yeah, they, um, they said in the the uh, Boo Boo or whatever his name is, the guy that's in charge, um, said that you know there was no discussion of talking about an Ohio State michigan rematch and everybody's like okay bud yeah sure right. thing. yeah okay <laughs> no you definitely looked at that and went no let's put ohio state at four we don't want to play michigan again yeah so it? now they get to play georgia so enjoy that buckeyes yeah yeah <clears throat> i am um, i i thought that they might uh have ohio state jump tcu with that loss but again then you would be looking at a rematch right off the bat which wouldn't be an issue if they put Michigan at one. So it's like, I'm sure all those discussions were had. Um, but yeah, I, I do think about TCU and I'm not saying they don't deserve to be in the top four. That's not what I'm saying. I think the committee did themselves a favor 
by keeping it to only one loss teams, because once you put a two loss in there, it's never happened before. It's going to get weird, right? Yeah. Even though we're expanding the playoffs mm-hmm. with TCU, they should have lost to Baylor. Um, they, they lost to Kansas state and then they should have also lost. Was it Texas? Who else did they play? That was super close. That was like, they last, had several close games this year, they had several close games. So I, I really do think Michigan is just gonna, gonna whoop them. Maybe for his role. It's just, yeah. it's, it's hard. Yeah. For me, it's hard to evaluate the, the conferences though, um, together amongst each other. Uh, just given all that they've uh, played, you know, DCU, yes, they've played a bunch of highly ranked teams, but those have all been big 12 teams. They all have beat up on each other. Um, and so, yeah, and not, not a ton of defense. So I, I don't know. Uh, Michigan has obviously looked good for most of the season. So uh, we'll, we'll see, but um, I am a little bit nervous about Ohio state. Um, I just hope, obviously there's plenty of time to prepare. So I'm not worried about that. I, I, uh, I don't know though. Uh, they they are a good team, so uh, so we'll see what happens there. I think if uh, C.J. Stroud walks out of New York without the Heisman, I think he's which I don't think he won the Heisman just based off of what we saw when he played Michigan. But I think he's going to have a chip on his shoulder and he's going to be looking to prove himself come yeah. that day when they play Georgia. And I'm I'm wondering what that's going to look like now. As we know, Ohio State does not usually perform well in bowl games against the SEC. It's a fact. The stats are there. They have not played well against the SEC in a long time, but it could happen. Yes, the chances are never zero. Have to be careful with a number one ranking blowing out, uh, you know, someone in a conference championship. Don't get too big for your britches. Rat poison, right? Yeah, Yeah, I can't. Because they went into the game with Alabama and they were pissed because they lost before. That was great motivation. Yeah. Yep. Um, let's uh, talk about a couple other things. And and honestly, we could go on for days about transfer portal stuff. But oh my uh, god, can we talk about it just a little bit? We, we should yeah. have a we should have a transfer portal like just a segment. Uh, episode, just a whole episode where we talk about the transfer portal. How many did you say? Literally like over a thousand. Like six hundred right? something. Over a thousand on oh, day one. That I? Oh. Over a thousand on day one. Yeah. Which is not a great stat when you consider the past two years, uh, 41% of transfer portal players have found a home. That's not good numbers. No, <laughs> so um, best of luck to those guys. Um, also, uh, a, a, a side note, uh, I saw where JT Daniels is uh, in the transfer portal again. So fourth uh, time? I think it's for the fourth I, time, right? Gosh, oh, I've lost count. It, no, sir. Sir, no. <laughs> If I, don't, I am a school, hey, you are not let, coming here. Let him and his mustache live. I don't no. know what uh, what wasn't going particularly well at West Virginia. I mean, I know that they're not great, but I thought he was doing well there. So I don't know. Nope, I'm over it. I'm I'm over him. I okay. Here's my thing about the transfer portal. Yeah. Not to derail us, but we're here. No. I we're, let's I just bomb it. out of this segment. That's yeah. Okay. <laughs> I I get it from the perspective of the player, right? Like, there's a couple instances in which I think it makes sense because a lot of me is like, ah, I'm a purist, like stay with your program. Don't be selfish. But then there are three instances that I understand. And I think if you don't fall within these three instances, you're kind of, it's silly. Number one, 
the coach that recruited you that you thought you were playing under, the system in which you thought you were playing under, leaves, fired, whatever. And it doesn't make sense anymore. Like uh, Caleb Williams last year. Yeah, I get it. Totally fine. All the people when Mike Leach came in. I get it, right? Like that's not your coach. That's not your system. Fine. Number two, toxic situation. You got a terrible person at the helm. Things are weird. There's some fishy things going on and you want to get Auburn last year. Yep. Go leave. I get it. Right. Fine. Number three, you actually have a chance of making it in the NFL and you want to go somewhere that it helps your chances and that you are going to be mentored better. You're going to get more exposure. Sure. Go leave. Most of these men are not going to make it in the NFL. They're not. It, it's just a statistic. They're not. Um, you made it to college and that's a huge accomplishment and you should be proud. Um, stay and try to get your degree though, because you're not going to the NFL. Um, and if you don't fall within the two latter categories, what are you doing? What's the point? I don't get it. I think it's a classic example of the grass being greener on the other side. You have a kid who's probably stuck second or third string on the depth chart, looking at other places, getting, you know, conversations with coaches saying, yeah, come on over. We'll give you a little bit more extra playing time. And I think it's the situation where they look at it and go, you know what? It has to be better somewhere else. And then it may not get picked up or it may not be better. It just kind of depends on the kid and the situation. But I mean, I can't begrudge somebody trying to make it better for themselves, even if it is for kind of a ridiculous reason. Yeah, even if it is like a long shot, Um, like you said, it's it's a chance. And most of these players are leaving because they feel, you know, like they're not going to get that chance where they're at. I feel like this is an opportunity where Coach Drinky should step into the podcast and be like, if you don't bet on yourself, you'll never win. There you go. Come, come to MIZ. God yeah. help. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to put it into perspective, last year, a little more than 3,000 FBS players entered the portal, um, which was open year-round. So far, after just one day of the mm. portal being open, there were nearly 1,000 FBS players listed yeah. and it's probably going to get crazier now that the nil oh. stuff's flying around uh yeah there's some big names that entered on day mm -hmm. one and for florida if you're florida coach napier just put your headset in really quick um i would be looking at the quarterbacks that entered uh yeah. because can they sign one before the bowl game yeah, your starter's going to not play in a bowl game, and he's going to try to go to the NFL, and then your backup's in prison. So yeah, I just I would just take a little, little sneak peek on in there. Yeah. So since we're there, Anthony Richardson has gone ahead and declared for the NFL draft. Yeah, Wise or not? not? No. 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 Absolutely here, here, not. Here's my one thought about that um, is uh, does he think – because I, I think we all agree that he needs more development, right? Uh, is the question then that he does not think he's going to get that at Florida. So he is really hoping for some quality development in the NFL in the event that somebody drafts him. They don't have time to develop you in the NFL. Yeah. They're trying to win ball games. The last thing they want to do is try to take some 21 year old that couldn't, you know, that left Florida and try to figure out a way to make him into a better quarterback. Like they want somebody they can plug and play. They don't want somebody. Tom Brady's story is up. a once in a lifetime thing. That does not happen for everybody. Yeah, You're not going to get drafted 199 and then have six Super Bowls. Yeah. Well, I was about to say, 
you could be Brock Purdy this weekend and you can get the starting job at San Francisco and be Mr. Relevant, but there you you're go. not going to win the Super Bowl. But <laughs> nobody drafts. You're not going to the NFL draft because you're like, you know what? In three years, I think this could really be something. Yeah. No, your owners don't I care. Don't. Listen, I don't see a lot of teams taking a chance on him. I mean, yeah, yeah the kid's an athlete, but a good quarterback, a great quarterback. Um, Unless he's wanna, willing to, to trade, and I just don't get it. Unless he's willing to, unlike unlike Tebow, say that yeah, I'll do something besides quarterback. Oh, yeah, that's an idea. I don't know. I don't know. I just I don't. I, to me, that kind of speaks of how how Florida's program is going. If he doesn't want to come back, uh, to me, yeah. that tells me that he doesn't believe he's going to get the development that he needs there either. He could transfer so, though. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, yeah. That's that's the thing that doesn't make sense because the kid's an athlete. He did he did look good in, in flashes yeah. here and there. Like he could get picked up by somebody. For sure. Um, and, yeah. And definitely, like he could probably go to Colorado and get a starting job out there. But I mean, I just I don't understand. Yeah, and with in a, in IL, you don't have to wait to make money. So I I don't I don't know. I don't. I kind of I don't understand it. <laughs> I don't mm. understand it. I don't. Um, but going from one uh, scenario to another, uh, KJ Jefferson announces he'll return for his final year with Arkansas. So I was glad to see that. I mean, uh, dude can play. Um, Arkansas obviously uh, needs him, <laughs> I believe. Uh, we, you know, we saw games without him this year and they didn't look uh, spectacular. So, uh, I, you know, if I'm an Arkansas fan, I'm excited right now. What are you guys thoughts? I think he, I think, and he hasn't said this. I don't know him personally. This is speculation. But I think it's similar to a lot of players, especially at the quarterback position, when they come back, when they are eligible to go to the draft, is you feel like you have more to do with your teammates there. You didn't accomplish everything you wanted to accomplish, and you want to stay and do that for your alma mater. I mean, I know the transfer portal kind of shakes this up a little bit, but at the end of the day, when you're a college player, you are almost, you know, like this is your family. These guys are here. We've built this together. When it's in the NFL, there's, you know, so many trades and your career takes you on a, a different path and you have potentially a really long career. You only have four years, maybe five in a program. And I think just it's special and you want to make sure that you accomplish what you and the guys in that locker room set out to accomplish. And when you didn't, you're going to stay. Yeah. Yeah, what do you uh think, Matt? Are you happy to see KJ return? Uh, listen, that's a heck of an athlete that Arkansas is going to hold on to, and that was a question we were wondering. Like, if KJ does leave, who's going to fill the gap at quarterback for the Razorbacks? And I think we don't have to worry about that for another year now. Um, we had real high hopes on Arkansas at the beginning of the season. We saw those hopes didn't pan out. Um, but keeping KJ in place uh, helps out Sam Pittman quite a bit. I think he's a playmaker. The kid can extend plays, which is what you need to be successful at quarterback in the SEC. So, I, you know, this is a great keep for uh, Arkansas. Now, the question is, what are they going to be able to do with the next year that they couldn't do with him this year? Right. Well, hopefully, well, there's a healthier. thousand guys in the transfer portal. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's probably, well, there's at least 200. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Yep. All right. Well, um, let's uh, let's go ahead and move into. Uh, well, heck, let's just make this an opinion segment. Sir, if I may venture an opinion, I'm not really interested in your opinion, three PO. Yeah. Well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. All right. So yeah. So let's talk about the Heisman, mm. Matt. Let's talk about the Heisman. 
Uh, Heisman Trophy finalists have been announced, uh, and they are as follows. Stetson Bennett, quarterback, Georgia Bulldogs, Mac, Max Duggan, quarterback for the TCU Horned Frogs, uh, C.J. Stroud, quarterback for Ohio State Buckeyes, and Caleb Williams, quarterback for the USC Trojans. All quarterbacks. <laughs> I don't what, think uh, I've ever seen that. I, I can't don't, remember. I don't know I don't, that I, I have can't remember a year where it's been all QBs. Yeah. It's usually it, had a running back. It should have had a running back this year. Uh, it, it, you know, usually there's a running back or a wide receiver sprinkled in there, but all four QBs. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, what are you guys' thoughts on on the on the candidates? Who do you think's gonna gonna win? What, what what's your what you got? Go for it, Matt. Take a breath. Okay. Oh, I'm I'm <laughs> gonna try to remain calm. Yeah. But first off, this is the biggest pile of of. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Let it out. <laughs> oh, okay. So, now that I now that I've censored myself for for those of you who uh, who are just listening, Matt just uh, oh. went on went on a little. He he just had a moment there. I did. Uh, I had yeah. a moment. Yeah. Let's 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 pull this apart. Okay. Let's let's go through all four of these because from my perspective, and again, this is a flawed. I don't want to say ignorant, but not as well versed as some. Like this is from just a, a perspective of someone who really, really likes Tennessee football. So yeah, it's a little skewed, but give me a second. All right. Caleb Williams, quarterback, USC Trojans. I'm okay with that pick. That's probably the favorite for win this thing. And to be honest, looking at the other three candidates. That's probably who deserves it the most. C.J. Stroud, mm, don't feel like he should be there. It should be the running back from Michigan. But if you want to include C.J., that's fine. I don't have a problem with it. Max Duggan, sure. Kid showed a lot of moxie. He put up some good numbers over the course of the season. I don't have an issue with it at all. Stetson Bennett doesn't deserve to be there at all. Ad nauseum, full stop, that's it. He doesn't. He's not even the best friggin' guy on his team. And you're going to tell me, you're going to tell me that, that friggin' Hendon Hooker, sh- given all the crap he did through the season, shouldn't be at least invited to New, York, to New York? That is garbage. The Heisman is garbage. That's the reason why it's called the friggin' Heisman. It's stupid. They need to get rid of it. And the Brooklyn or uh, Queens Athletic Commission or whoever those people are and whoever voted for this thing, they all need to be run out on a rail. There, I'm done. Oh. That was so fun. Jesse, way, your that, thoughts? That's the incredibly <laughs> censored version of what I'm thinking, just so we're yeah. clear on that. Oh, well, I know. Listen, listen. Oh, hold on. Before we go to Jesse, I do want to point this out. I don't have any issues personally with Stetson Bennett. I think his story is great. I think he's a hell of a football player. I think he's probably a really good quarterback. But we talked about it last week. He is a great game manager. He put up some good points because he's surrounded by five-star talent. The kid's a walk-on. I don't think he's going to have a very long, if any, NFL career. Again, I don't understand. He's not even. He didn't even make the All-SEC team. Not first string, nor second team, second string. You're going to sit here and tell me that that the guy that won SEC Offensive Player of the Year, the guy that's All-SEC quarterback number one, the guy that put up all sorts of friggin' numbers to the one of the best wide receivers on the planet this year, and he's not getting an invite to New York, that's bullcrap. Okay, now I'm done. Go ahead, Jesse. Um, and Bryce Young should be there, by God. I would agree. 
the Heisman has become stupid. Mm-hmm. It, the Heisman has become what it is not, right? It's like Matt said, the Heisman, why it is named as such, the point of it, or so they say, is it should be the the guy on the team who the team doesn't function the same without. That is who it should be, okay? I'm just saying, as I said a few minutes ago, and yeah, I'm a bammer, whatever. Our team, as we saw, doesn't function without Bryce Young. He has a Heisman. I'll let it go. And everyone's going to say, well, he didn't put up the same numbers that he did last year when he won the Heisman. Still, I would argue that this year, even more so, because he didn't have all of those wide receivers that we had last year. But I digress. Bryce isn't there. I'm honestly not that upset about it. What upsets me is that it's all quarterbacks. How boring could we get? My goodness, that's boring. I get it that it's hard for them somehow to throw in a defensive player, even though they absolutely should. But they did 97. They did 97. They did 97. Sorry. Sorry. Breathe, Matt. There's got to be a wide receiver, a, a running back. Hell, a tight end that we could have put there, but we couldn't come up with anybody? That's silly, okay? And again, I know, and this is not the I Hate Stetson Bennett podcast or segment. It's not. I don't have a problem with him. I don't care. I don't think about him very much, to be honest. He reminds me a lot of A.J. McCarron. I've said it before. He really does. A.J. McCarron was great for us. We won national championships. I'm not upset about it. Um, fine. But I agree with Matt in that he is surrounded by five-star athletes that are incredible. Anybody that can just kind of make a short little pass to Brock Bowers, I can do that. I can't. I'm I'm I really can't. I can't see Whoa. over the I'm Jesse, Jesse said what I was thinking, but didn't yeah. want to say because I, I didn't want to trigger every Georgia fan I know. I, I can't do it. So before you guys comment, I, I'm too short. It's fine. I'm too little. Um, but I feel like maybe a backup could, uh, <laughs> that's TCU, because Stetson should be a backup TCU. Like, okay. I like his moxie. He's gritty. That's fine. <sighs> I don't know. CJ Stroud. <sighs> Caleb Williams is going to win it. It's fine. I'm not going to watch the Heisman. I'll tell you that right now. I'm bored. I'll get the tweet or the ESPN update. It'll tell me who won. I'll go to bed because it doesn't matter. Listen, there, yeah. there are two names <clears throat> there are two names that aren't on that short list. It's Blake Corum from Michigan. It's Hendon Hooker from Tennessee. Those two guys were pivotal. I don't understand how in the absolute blue hell Blake Corum didn't get an invite. That cat put up all sorts of numbers with the number two team in the nation. And he didn't get an invite. Something's not right. I, I don't know. And, you know, there's there's a lot of back and forth. And I know that a lot of Tennessee fans in particular are real quick to call out bias when it comes to the um, when it comes to the Heisman. But you have to admit, there's some shady stuff going on there. Audit there's, the Heisman. There's, there's, there is a, there has got to be some sort of agenda somewhere I don't know if they're trying to get like markets to watch to like tune into this thing or something, but the Heisman's not what it should be. Maybe they're trying to cast for Heisman House commercials. Good God. 
Maybe. Because we so, need more of those. Sorry, right, Wesco. I know we've been like. Yeah, me, me and Jess are sitting here crapping all over steps. No, and ben, no, And no. Wes is just having to bite his tongue. <laughs> no, I um. So I was. I I was indifferent uh, to the Heisman before, and I'm not going to change that now just because Stetson's in it. I, I, I didn't uh, love it, nor did I hate it before. It was just sort of, you know, one of those awards where I watch it and okay, cool. Um, but, uh, I, you know, I have to say, I actually love everything that you guys have been saying about Stetson because that type of stuff is exactly what has fueled him into becoming what he is is any kind of doubt any kind of you know why is he here who is this guy he should be a backup all of that is perfect for what has molded his his career at georgia so um so no i I don't necessarily have a problem with all that stuff either um now i don't agree with uh, he's just a plug and play um i can tell you unequivocally that last year uh we don't win with JT Daniels and everybody was like, why is JT Daniels not playing? why is this? I can tell you hundred percent why it's because Stetson is a mobile quarterback and JT was not. It was the fact that Stetson could do both. Uh, it's kind of mobile. He's good at like moving between schools. He's, he's mobile in a different Ooh, sense. hundred percent, a hundred percent on that. Sorry, one. I had to do it. Um, yes. Different, different mobility there. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, but yeah. And, 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 uh, we don't win the national championship game uh, with someone else. Uh, Stetson had that weird fumble, which I argue wasn't even really a fumble, but after that play, um, he just took over um, and uh, went, let us right down the field uh, through that tough pass and catch to AD Mitchell um, and that uh, put us back in the lead and just never really looked back from there. Um, I, to me, that was a, a huge moment for him. Uh, and uh, granted that was last year. Now, uh, this year, I know that he's got the yards, which Stetson Bennett has led the SEC in yards almost all season, with the exception of uh, Will Rogers. Will Rogers has been at the top, um, which you expect in that kind of offense. Um, I know he doesn't have the touchdowns other quarterbacks have. He's got 20, and the other ones have quite a few more. Uh, but I think if you want to base this on performances in big games, uh, only one of these quarterbacks won their conference championship. Now I know that some of them didn't play in their conference championship, uh, CJ Stroud being, uh, being that one. Uh, but, uh, you know, we also watched, uh, Max Duggan put his body on the line in theirs, but in the end they still lost. Uh, meanwhile, Bennett had an excellent performance, um, in, in their game. I'm not saying he deserves it. And, and I don't think, that he will uh, because it's popularity contest. And most of the other guys on here are much more flashy media has been talking. I don't talking. even know what contest it is, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Good luck trying to I figure out know. what the Heisman is anymore. Cause I don't have a friggin' clue. Yeah. Yeah. But I think he's got an, he at least has an argument. I, I know some dog fans are superstitious about it being bad luck for the playoffs. Uh, but there've been plenty in recent memory who've won both the Heisman and the national championship, including SEC players, Mark Ingram in 2009 Cam Newton in 2010, Derek Henry in 2015, and of course Joe Burrow in 2019. Um, now Bryce Young, Devontae Smith. Yeah, yeah. Bryce well, Young, I mean, then Devontae. Yeah. We didn't win it with Devontae, but yeah. Well, the same. The who've won both uh, in the okay. same year. Yeah, like, this one. Oh, we didn't win it last year. Oh God. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> going through withdrawals, Jesse. It's been two years since we it's won a natty. Just I don't like, know what to do. 
I'm living in another age. The, the life of a Bama fan when uh, we didn't win a, la- a championship last year. What? Wait, it's just every it's an every year thing, right? Anyway. <laughs> um, t- all right. Now, to those who say you switch Stetson Bennett with Hendon Hooker, that Georgia's offense would be fine while Tennessee's would suffer. I think you're simply insulting the volunteer receivers. Okay. The wealth of talent in that receiving core is immense. You want to talk about, well, Stetson has just been dumping it off to these five stars. Well, Tennessee's receivers are amazing. You don't believe me. Watch any game this year, uh, except for South Carolina. Anyway, um, but uh, so if you think that the offense wouldn't change, I I don't, if anything, I don't think the offense would change that much, uh, to be honest with you. Many, many games this year, Georgia game plan has been to run the ball, control the line of scrimmage. Uh, In the tech game, Bennett only threw the ball 19 times. So, I mean, that just wasn't in the game plan. Uh, meanwhile, Tennessee's MO is to throw it all over the field like crazy. Yeah, I get it. If I was a Tennessee fan, I would want Hendon Hooker to be there. I get it. Uh, but some of these defenses are just kind of silly and even kind of demeaning to their own team. That's just my opinion. Um, that another position. Yeah. I don't care what position it is. Yeah. I don't even, I don't care what quarterback you take out of this. Not at all. Put something else. Right. Anything. Now that said, uh, I don't think Stetson wins. I, I think the favorite is uh, Caleb Williams, and I, I think he'll, he'll he'll probably get it. Um, and they'll so, be what USC's like ninth Heisman. Yeah. Tell me it's tell me tell me it's not political. <laughs> yeah, like, like I I, I did a deep dive investigative podcast. I want a millennial woman to go <laughs> and do a podcast on the Heisman and figure out what is a muck. Have like mysterious music playing in the background, like mm-hmm. on today's episode of it. Heistman. Like <laughs> Heistman. <laughs> exactly. I'm not saying I'm gonna do the podcast. I'm just saying some millennial woman should. Right. <clears throat> if you find a way to turn it into a murder mystery, I guarantee it's in the top five. It's probably there's probably one there. A murder in the Heisman? Somewhere. I bet, I bet there's a lot of people that want to commit murder right now. <laughs> just Saying. Wait, did did the juice? Did he have a Heisman? OJ? Yes. Yeah. Oh, then there is murder. He he finished second in seventy four, and then I think he won at seventy five. I'll tell oh, you, that's that's seventy three. That's one I wouldn't want in the Heisman house. That's just all I'm saying right there. That uh, that could be yeah, bad. No. Nah, he's fine now. He got it all out of his system. Uh, yeah. Did he? Did he? Well, <laughs> he committed some more crimes. Not murder. <laughs> say, that's been pretty recent he too. Just got out of prison. <laughs> um. Oh, I wow! I was way off. OJ Simpson won in 1968. Yeah. I thought he won that thing in the 70s. Well, close enough. In 68, yeah. that wasn't that far. Whatever. He's still on the Heisman Trophy website. Yeah, that's he that's interesting. Technically, still in the Pro Football. Wait, they didn't. Uh, they didn't have him give it back. I mean, he might have given it back, but he's still... It's very hard to, at least I know from working with the Pro Football Hall of Fame, they have said that they won't take him out. But when it comes to Hall of Fame events, they can't tell him not to come, Mm. but it's known he should not come. Interesting. And he doesn't. Fun fun little thing here, kids. If you go to the Heisman website, which, screw the Heisman, it's a useless hunk of metal. Um... For their for every one of their Heisman winners, they have a breakdown of the voting. So, like, mm-hmm. I'm looking at OJ Simpson's voting. He got 855 first place votes. Um, the next guy got 49. 
So he was obviously a, a runaway with that one. And I really break, want to get a Heisman vote. They break it down runaway. by region. They look at the statistics. <laughs> so that's that's interesting. They got pictures of them. This is a cool website. It's a real shame <laughs> they're associated with a garbage organization. The commercial. Disco- the, it's discovery way, time with me. By the way, I am I am tweeting at the Heisman people every friggin' day. I know until they you, block me. You, you, I'm gonna. I'm blowing that crap up. I don't you care filled what my saying. you filled my feed every day. I'm I like, retweeted what is, what is, so. What is this? So many salty Tennessee fans on Sunday. Yeah. So many, myself yeah. included. Yeah. Mm. All right. Do we have any more to say about the Heisman? Yeah, it's a piece of crap. Not that anything hey. that we haven't said or is yeah. relevant. And I'm going to continue to say it. It hasn't mattered since 1952. I hear you. All right. Well, let's uh, let's go ahead and talk about uh, some uh, feedback from uh, from you, Matt. Uh, takeaways from Championship Weekend. What are your takeaways as a whole on uh, Championship well, Weekend? I, you know what? I thought we were going to do this part at the end, but we did it before. So, uh, really, I'm just – there's a couple of big takeaways I got. One, Michigan's rolling. I'm curious as to how that's going to translate against TCU. Is TCU broken? Are they a wounded animal? Are they going to come out and fight? And then I'm curious as to what we're going to end up seeing out of um, out of this Ohio State-Georgia game. That's going to be a very interesting matchup, especially with the way those two line up. I think Georgia's going to nuke them, but we'll see how that goes. The other thing here, and this is something that I – this is a personal little thing that I, 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 I am so looking forward to, is the expanded playoff. I can't wait for an expanded playoff. Because Tulane goes eleven and two, mm-hmm. and they can't go play with the big kids in the deep deep end of the pool, and that's garbage. I want to see Tulane against like Bama and Tulane against like USC. I want to see those matchups. Let's get them up. Right, because uh, up to this point, all you've had is you know a bunch of people in 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 a room saying, "Oh, well, they don't deserve to play with them." Well, mm-hmm. why? Now you can let's, actually let's, let's uh, trot them out there and see what happens. Exactly, I love it uh, and. and it, and my last big takeaway is I'm trying to figure out why in the world Nick Saban is going on TV hat in hand to try and make a case in politic for his team to get into the playoff. It's not a good look, Jesse. It's not a good look at all. He didn't consult with me. He, I know he should have because you'd have told him that was a bad idea, right? I would have. I, I... It, it looked bad. It looked Don't be really mad, Bamination. Don't be mad. I think you guys all know I'm crimson through and through to like actually a character fault. Um, it causes problems with me, but we, we were not, we were not a CFP team this year. I don't know what happened. Um, actually I do. We don't have the same receiving core. Um, we didn't have the discipline. We have horrible coordinators. Uh, we, we are not a CFP team this year and that's okay. That's okay. We're okay. Uh, Bill O'Brien turns out only has a two-year contract and it's not up for extension. Bye, Bill. I hope you have a lovely holiday season. Um, you know, if you need a good realtor, I know some, but they're not in Tuscaloosa and I'm very thankful for that. So no, I, I agree. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have politic for Bama. Now, of course, when anybody comes at me and is like, Bama doesn't deserve to be in the top five, I'm going to argue because I love to argue, but you know, it's, it's okay. We're okay. Bama nation. Um, to me, TCU again, you have to put them in and I get it. But like I said, Michigan's going to roll over them. I think, and I could be wrong and I may eat my words. I think Michigan wins it all this year. I really do. God, Uh, I hope so. I think Michigan wins it all. And I am also very interested in this Ohio state UGA game because Georgia can't start slow. 
Georgia can't start slow. You don't um, want to play catch up. But also, I I want to see if Ohio State has any chops because they didn't against Michigan. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah, so uh, we're looking forward to seeing those. Um, And actually, since we're kind of there, let's just go ahead and and we're not going to get into the bowl games right now, but we'll just do a quick little, you know, list off uh, what they are, and then we'll actually do a deep dive in the next episode. So uh, the first bowl game uh, uh, for the SEC will be Florida uh, versus Oregon State, number 14 Oregon State, and that's the SRS Distribution Las Vegas Bowl from uh, Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, Nevada. And that's December the 17th. Uh, Wake Forest uh, uh, versus Missouri is uh, the Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl from Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, Florida. I've always Hold loved on. that. Name. Hold on. What the hell is a Gasparilla? I need an explanation. Isn't when that we like a pirate thing? Uh, you is know, it? I think we've looked at that before okay. because it, it is truly a hilarious name. Uh, we'll, co- we'll come back to it. We'll come back to it. We'll come back to it. That is uh, Friday, December the 23rd. Um, and then next is Kansas uh, versus Arkansas. The AutoZone, uh, AutoZone, AutoZone Liberty Bowl from Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium in Memphis, Tennessee. December That's Wednesday, December 28th. Uh, Texas Tech versus Ole Miss. The Tax Act Texas Bowl from NRG Stadium in Houston, Texas, December the 28th. Um, and then uh, number 21, Notre Dame versus number 19, South Carolina, the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl from TIAA Bank Field in Jacksonville, Florida. That's uh, Friday, December the 30th. Then here you go, Matt, <clears throat> number six, Tennessee versus number seven, Clemson, uh, the Capital One Orange Bowl from Hard Rock Stadium in Miami Gardens, Florida, Friday, December the 30th. Um. Uh, number five, Alabama versus number nine, Kansas State, the All-State Sugar Bowl from Caesars Superdome like in uh, <laughs> New, New Orleans, <laughs> uh, Louisiana. Um, and as far as I know, Caesar did not stay there, but uh, that is Saturday, <laughs> December the 31st. So, yeah, Sugar Bowl, yeah. Um, uh, uh, Iowa versus Kentucky, Transperfect Music City Bowl from Nissan Stadium in Nashville, Tennessee, Saturday, December the 31st. And then uh, number four, Ohio State versus number one, Georgia CFP semifinal at the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl from Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, Saturday, December the 31st at eight o'clock. Why are we playing games on New Year's? Why are we doing that? So why does Georgia keep getting to play in Atlanta? It's like a home game. That's a great question, Jesse. Why did, huh? That's funny, isn't it? So I think, uh, I think one versus four was, pretty much slated to be yeah, here it is but and you know, then, and uh, I know she plays based out of there like i get it but like guys maybe it's like a trade-off if you don't get any home night games during the year you get home field advantage <laughs> in the playoffs anyway uh number 22 oh hold on now ohio what? state's gonna travel for that game there's oh, gonna no be doubt. every buckeye in the county that comes oh, no doubt. for sure they're gonna be they'll be there they'll there's be there airport they'll be there yeah yeah but um, I know a lot of dog fans who are, who have already made plans to be there. So uh, it's, good luck affording the tickets. You got to take a second. I know that's the thing now. is like uh, I don't feel like taking out a, you know another mortgage just to go to a playoff game or a Taylor uh, Swift concert for that. Or have that. You seen how much those dang prices are? Yeah, now that that is a new level of crazy. I mean, like Ticketmaster these is the devil. Yeah, it's yeah. Um, that's the, that's the title of the episode. <laughs> 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 Number 22, Mississippi State 
uh, versus Illinois, uh, the Relia Quest Bowl from Raymond James Stadium. They get two bowls uh, in Tampa uh, Monday, January the 2nd, uh, 2023, guys. 2023 is right around the corner. Uh, number 17, LSU versus Purdue. Uh, that's the Cheez-It Citrus Bowl from Camping World Stadium in Orlando, Florida. Um, I didn't see, I didn't see a Duke's Mayo Bowl. Did you guys? I didn't. Wait a minute. Did, did we not get an SEC team in the Duke's Mayo Bowl this year? We didn't get one. Uh, Hold on a second. Also, Cheez-Its aren't citrusy. That's gross. Yeah, I think the Citrus Bowl has been around for ages, but I don't know. And I I did look up the history of Gasparilla. And so there is a Gasparilla festival in Tampa every year, which is like a big, it's almost like a pirate's version in Tampa's version of um, Mardi Gras. It's like everyone does as a pirate. It's insane. But where that even comes from is the Ye Mystic crew of Gasparilla, uh, which is the legendary crew from legendary pirate Jose Gaspar, the last of the Buccaneers, who terrorized the coastal waters of West Florida during the late 18th and 19th century, uh, former aristocrat and Spanish Navy officer. And he looks like a gentleman, but was a pirate. Mm. So that's way- where he was a swashbuckling Gaspar. Um and now they have like a fun so little. So it's like a real life, uh, our flag means death thing. Yeah. <laughs> that shows funny. Yeah, that shows so, um, you know, how fun. Um, I have a question. Sure. Okay. NC State's in the ACC, right? Yeah. Okay. What about Maryland? What conference are they in? They are in the Big Ten. Are they in the Big Ten now? Okay. Because it's Maryland versus NC State in the Duke's Mayo Bowl this year. There you go. Well, I, I, Maryland used to be in the Big, didn't they used to be in the ACC? They changed. Yeah. Uh, Maryland and Rutgers changed to the Big That's right. 2015. Because they used to be yeah. in the Big East way back Ish. in the day. 2015 ish. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, so one of those one of those lucky coaches will be able to dump mayo on their heads at the end. So it is very good <clears throat> to trying to get gum out of your hair, and True. it can also be seen as a nice mask for your hair. Cardi, there you go. Yeah, that's so many good things. So. So what's our what's our what's our big bowl game to watch? I'm I'm intrigued by that Notre Dame South Carolina game. Ooh, that Gator Bowl's interesting. Um, yeah. So uh, obviously, I'm going to say Ohio State Georgia, but ruling that aside, um, I don't know. Um, this state Illinois, that's going to be good because the Illini this year stepped it up, and I feel like their defense versus the Mississippi State offense is interesting. Mm, that's going to be interesting, also interested to see if Will Will Rogers plays. Yeah, you know, um, I'm really I haven't, I haven't seen him on any draft boards, is he? Nope. No. Mm, but also, know. what a sweet little angel human who mm. has raised over seventy thousand dollars in NIL. For was it Make a Wish? Make a Wish, yeah. That's precious. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, and and he helps old ladies. Remember that too. So yeah, he, helps old ladies. Oh, yeah. he gives his game towel to Lane Kiffin's son. I just think Will Rogers is like our <laughs> gumdrop of a person. <laughs> yes, him and um, him and Tebow need to get together and do something. Probably there you oh, go. The orphans. And now I, I am really curious to see what, uh, granted, I know uh, Milton's going to be starting, but uh, what Clemson's defense does with that Tennessee offense. <laughs> I, I have a, I've, I've been listening to some people talk about that game and there is a concern that a lot of the Clemson players are going to sit for this thing. 
Um, because a lot of the, that defense is pretty pretty touted, and there's a chance their quarterback entered the transfer portal, out. right? Yeah, they, well, they but they've got that second string guy who is yeah. He actually out, lost. So. I was gonna say he lost his starting job, yeah. I believe. So I I don't I don't think so. that's gonna be the problem, but I am curious as to what their defense is gonna look like. Yeah, uh, Florida. Oh I goodness! Do not think the Las Vegas SRS Distribution Bowl is going to go well for you. Mm-mm. Not against Oregon State. Uh, yeah. Kudos to Oregon State for being in the top fifteen, though. Yeah. They usually are awful. Yeah, they they did have a have a good run there. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of exciting ones to to talk about. I think uh, we're going to go ahead and cut it short here, unless you guys have like a just for fun or something like that to it's throw all out. Yeah, know it's all it's all it's all in good fun. Um, <clears throat> anyway, so uh, I do appreciate you guys uh, listening to us. Um, please, uh, we, uh, if you'd like to hit us up on email, do so at pigskinsandpageantry at gmail.com. We are at pigskins and pageantry on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. We are at PPSCC podcast on Twitter. Don't forget, we're available for download on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, most podcasting apps for iPhone, Android, and other operating systems, uh, Amazon Radio, iHeartRadio, uh, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, all that good stuff. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and review five stars. We would love that. Uh, We will do a a bowl game preview uh, shortly. Uh, Until then, this is Wes. Go dogs. Um, If you have not heard from a friend or family member, please do check on them. They may have entered the transfer portal. Uh, Everybody else has. Why not? Um, Real tight, y'all. Guys, come in for it. Little talk. Remember, the Heisman is garbage. Just throwing that back out there. Go Vols. Beat Clemson.